You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Well, welcome back to the Geek Card Check Podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Kate. Finally back again. I know. It's been forever. I, like, there's... Well, we've all been gone. Like, we've had... A, has it been two weeks off that we've been completely off? Yeah. So, listeners, something kind of happened. Um, yeah. I decided to get married instead of doing the podcast last weekend. So, and I you hope know what? you'll forgive me. Her priorities me. are clearly just... You know, just off. I'm just going to say. Well, l- let me put it this way, though. I married a guy who's a podcast listener. So yeah, surely is. that's like some kind of fan service or something. Oh, I know. I, I love it. We are super excited for Kate. Uh, she got married and she is. Uh, yeah. Peter is. Ooh, can we say his name? Sorry. Yes, it's that? okay. Okay. Ooh, all right. Uh, yeah, Peter's a, a longtime listener to the podcast, and he he keeps us in check. There's been a few times actually where we've posted the 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 recording up, and it's like the uncut version messed up. We had like an editing issue or something like that, and he's one of the first ones to let us know. So we're happy to officially have him as part of uh, the the Geek Card Check family. So yeah, Absolutely. this is super exciting. Yeah. Um. And so in the middle of all that, have you have you had a chance to you know to consume any pop culture, Kate? It's been a while since we've talk and you weren't able to be on our first check-in were you no i wasn't i haven't been on yeah. since the very first episode of or no the first episode of this season i was on but okay. i wasn't that's right because it's because yep yep yeah. well, so, well so kick us off what are you what are you watching listening to well, reading all those fun things i watch m- movies sometimes bad movies whenever there's stress in my life which you know wedding yes. stress it's a good stress but there's a little stress there so i watched a few movies um I watched three, one of which was good and the other of which, ouch. Nice. Um, so Terminator Dark Fate was Ooh, not nay. good. I mean, Ooh, no. so Linda Hamilton on screen, I cheered for seeing yep. her. But yep. the movie left me going, why was this made? Yep. And overly long and I wish I'd watched something else. Agreed. Completely agree. Yeah. So yeah. I would say if you haven't some already visual watched it, moments, y- yes. some fun, some fun times in the movie, but yeah, moments. not, yeah, yeah, not great. I mean, it it wasn't as actively bad as some of the Terminator no. sequels are. It was just, I don't know. It was forgettable. It was who yeah. cares? It it, it really was very didn't do fine. anything. Yeah. It yeah. was. Eh. What so, did you think of uh, interior decorator Arnold? Spoilers for those of you who haven't watched it. See, that was supposed to be funny. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, it's flopping on the ground in front of me, yeah. like, switchy seizure. And I'm like, it's just, it, nope, it did not yeah. actually en- engage me. So I feel like the elements were there for it could have been a decent movie, and it right. just couldn't reach it. Yeah. Nope, I completely agree. Yeah. So then to make things even worse, because it got worse, I watched Rambo Last Blood. That way I would have something to talk to my dad about at the wedding. I really wanted to watch it. And then we didn't talk about it because, okay, it makes Terminator Dark Fate look like an excellent movie. Oh, really? Oh, that makes me sad. Like, I I didn't have high expectations, but yeah. I was hoping that it would be like it'd be one of those that's like better than we hoped it would be kind of a thing. It's just not. I mean, if all out bloody carnage 
is something you want to watch than the last, I don't oh, know, sometimes. quarter of the movie, maybe third of the movie. I'm not sure exactly where the time breakdown was. That part of the movie is just so much carnage. Like, basically, it's it's Rambo going Vietnam in the 21st century on uh, these these cartel dudes coming after him. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's that's... like good action. It's well done action and stuff, mm-hmm. at least toward the end there. It's just, it's a bloody mess. It's just action. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you want to watch very brutal, who cares about emotional yeah. aspect of any of this, then that will fill that niche. But the first part of the movie, I'm going, this doesn't even feel like a Rambo movie. I mean, I, I somewhat recognized the character John Rambo, but this is like, this is Alpha Centauri compared to like First Blood <laughs> being the sun right. in terms of distance apart in quality. Wow. If you're a Rambo fan, so again, and, and you are a Rambo fan, you're you are a, a Rambo First Blood and all that stuff fan. I have a very complicated relationship with Rambo, so <laughs> don't we all? I, don't I think feel like we, we have all time have that. This. Okay, <laughs> that might be this. that might be a, a topic we explore. That's because I would say it's it's an like at some point like maybe we go back and revisit. We we maybe missed our window with Last Blood, but. You know, it's just still, be aware it's... that if we watch the earlier Rambo movies for the pod, I will make a lot of baby doll jokes. Well, that's okay. That's acceptable. I think that's fine. Okay, we let that squeak <laughs> by. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. What's the third one? What's the third one? The third one was actually watchable and good. even enjoyable, and that is Ford versus Ferrari. Ooh, that's a good. That's right. You messaged us when you watched that. That is a good movie. Yeah. What did you think about it? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It didn't break into love territory, but it right. was a solid, watchable movie. With, uh, I mean, I basically watched it for the cars. Um, totally. Because I have a totally. thing about cars being precision driving movies. I, I oh yeah. Was hoping this would be one of those, and um, I did not realize that it would be a bit of a biopic of Ken Miles, mm-hmm. who is played by Christian Bale. And very well Played known in the well racing by world. Christian Bale. Um, and Matt Damon is mm-hmm. um, is Shelby, who you might have heard the Shelby Mustang and other right. famous. Right. He also was uh, a race car driver. He won the Le Mans. And uh, then you have the Ford which Motor Which that's Company. the opening scene, too, which is, a, yes. which is really cool. Yeah. Yes. And then we have the Ford Motor Company, who... Uh, is it's struggling a bit and they decide to um, try to compete in the race circuit and need a new vehicle to do that and company politics and the Icoca is in there and yeah if, if that, that world interests by, you it's uh, a good movie that was that was played by what's his name um the Punisher and I'm forgetting his name John Bernthal John Bernthal that sounds played right yeah. so it's it's not a movie that like is on your absolute must list, but if you're looking for a decent movie, um, it's pretty enjoyable. This well, especially one of those that that like, and I, I get this question, you know, a bunch of, of like, okay, there's all these Oscar Oscar nominees, which one's okay to, which one should we be watching? This is mm-hmm. one I'd put them on there. It was not the best of the Oscar nominees by any by any right, right. stretch in terms of best picture. Now it definitely deserved its its uh, I think its film editing and sound editing wins that it got. Um, yeah, the sound it shouldn't was have cool. been nominated. It, yeah, yeah, oh, totally. But no, it, it didn't have been deserve for, above the waterline. No, it, it really didn't. Although I think Christian Bale should have gotten the nomination, especially over over Al Pacino. Um, but uh, okay, he did so a good job. I think he did a better job than Tom Hanks did as Mister Rogers. Oh wow, that's a hot take. Oof. Oh. I mean, I, I know that's. I wasn't planning that's, on talking about. That's, that's gutting gutting me in my childhood right there. Oof. Well, Oof. I mean, have you seen it yet? 
Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I saw it three times. Yeah. See, t- to me, I watched it and I'm like, this is Tom Hanks imitating Mr. Rogers. He could not stop being Tom Hanks enough for me to actually mm. let him disappear into the role. I needed him to disappear into the role because Mr. Rogers was too big of a fixture. You right. know, I mean, it just, I needed that for it to work. And it wasn't a bad movie, but that was where it didn't work for me. And maybe if, on a future rewatch, should I decide it's actually worth the time to rewatch again? Sure. Um, I might be able to because I will have gotten past the whole, did they get Mr. Yeah, Rogers? Yeah. Right. And I mean... It, on the writing front, it was enjoyable at least. So, oh, totally. um, like, yeah. they didn't mess up who he was. I just couldn't no, stop no. seeing Tom Hanks. Interesting. Well, that's and that's not usually the the problem that people most people had with that movie was was that it wasn't actually a biopic of of Fred Rogers. You know, it was well, but I mean, on that front, article. that even works though because Fred Rogers never wanted yeah. to be front and center. But it, I exactly. If you yeah. wanna, if you wanna enjoy Mr. Rogers. Watch the documentary. Agree. That's the place to neighbor. go if you want yeah. those emotional. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And I believe that's streaming on Prime right now. If if anybody's watching that, I would heartily agree with that. Yeah. You. Yeah. We need stuff like that in a world where it feels like there's too much going on that's hard to process or overwhelming or upsetting. And Mister Rogers reminds you what's good about being human and how to connect to your fellow human being. And it's like, oh, yeah. Mister Rogers, you are who we need today. So. Yeah. So yeah, those are my nice. Those are good movies. I mean, yeah. It's a good, a good little trio there. Unfortunate for two of them, it sounds like, but uh, but I'm happy that you liked uh, Ford I, I, I took the bullet for the rest of our listeners who, unless they're Uber fans, they can save their time. There you go. Well, and, and we also uh, our sister podcast, the Screeners Podcast, did some deep dives into Ford v Ferrari and well, and, and really all of these. In fact, I was on a couple of those episodes. I can't remember which ones, but I definitely if you if you also want to listen to our Oscar mm. uh, breakdown podcast and stuff, we talked ad nauseum about each of these movies so speaking of podcasts i understand you have some recommendations for us Oof, that was a good segue nice. right there that was solid <laughs> uh yeah i do i so I, I was telling you off mic before we started recording that uh that i just went on a big road trip i actually just did a road trip from las vegas all the way up to portland and then flew back to central washington where where i live um, i was delivering a car for a relative and uh ford versus ferrari style i Actually, I, yeah, I drove pretty fast. I will say, and that car had some mm. nice pickup. Uh, it, was, it was a good, it was a good car. Um, it, was a, it was a minivan, but you know, it had some good pickup. Hey, that um, just means that people don't expect it out of you. Exactly, and I, yeah, it it was, oof, it was great. It was a good car. Uh, so the thing that I listened to, which is actually appropriate for for how I listened to it. I mean, I I basically just for whatever the the twenty hours or so of driving that that is, um, I. Uh, I listened to Binge Mode. Have you ever heard of it? No. What is this? It is it's from The Ringer, uh, which is a, a pop culture website. And they, they also do a lot of sports writing as well. But it's from The yeah. Ringer podcast. And uh, it's yeah, it's called Binge Mode. It's got um, two hosts and they do a deep dive into – um, into different uh, series. They, I think they got their start, it sounds like, as a, basically a Game of Thrones recap podcast. Mm-hmm. But then when Game of Thrones was done, it's and I don't know this for sure, but this is what it seems like looking at their back catalog. Um, they like dove in, they, they dove into Harry Potter. So I started, uh, they do uh, like chunk recaps of not the movies, but of the books. Mm-hmm. And then they, they do like basically literary analysis and deep dives and deep n- oh, nerd wow. dives. This has like Tyler oh, crack labeled all over is... it because you're like a hardcore Potterhead, and then you get the literary yeah. analysis in there. And oh, no wonder your foot was pedal the metal. Your excitement. Was oh man. Out it, was, it was great. 
I, I listened to their recap of uh, from from Sorcerer's Stone all the way through the end. I'm I'm one episode away from finishing uh, Half Blood Prince, and mm. and so that's and they they're usually I listen to double speed too, but so they're usually around like an hour of listening time per, and it's anyway it just it took. It took a long time, so I wanna I wanna go back and listen to their Game of Thrones ones, and then they they just did uh, all of Star Wars as well in time for uh, Rise of Skywalker to finish too. Um, okay. So, and I'm I, I haven't really looked in detail to see how they did like the Clone Wars, but I know they covered in you know other stuff that's not just the movies. So I'm I'm very curious mm-hmm. to listen to those. And the two of them just have a good rapport. So anyway, binge mode by the Ringer podcast. It is mm-hmm. a delightful. Very funny listen. Making uh, it is, note. Yeah. It is not entirely uh, safe for work, uh, but it's, you know, it's, but I wouldn't say it's, it's thoroughly unsafe for work. There's just moment. They, they, they make dirty jokes every once in a while. So, um, so there is that. Resisting so. the urge. Uh, next. <laughs> uh, what do you have next? So you, you, uh, you uh, watched a bunch of movies. Have you listened to any podcasts or you you're uh, di- dived into some nostalgia, anything like yeah, that? Yeah, nostalgia is what I'm going into next. <sighs> and it's a two-parter here. Yes, I love so, it. So, um, I heard that there was this TV show on YouTube called Cobra Kai that continued the oh, original Karate Kid. I've been curious. And so uh, seasons one and two are out on DVD and Ooh. my library got them and my holds came in yes. and I watched them. And in between season one and season two, I rewatched some of the Karate Kid movies. Nice. Because they like the show actually uh, is in full conversation with it came before. But before I talk more about that, I should actually tell our listeners who are not familiar. Um, if, if you most of you, I'm hoping, are at least familiar with Karate Kid, uh, the originals. You know, the famous crane kick that everyone right. does. Sweep the leg. <laughs> exactly. So the TV show, which started in 2018, um, stars the same exact actor who played the Karate Kid in the original, uh, Ralph So Ralph Macchio's in it. Okay. Yep. And then uh, Johnny Lawrence is his opponent in the first movie. He's the one that does the, he does the crane kick on. Yeah. He's a member of Cobra Kai under uh, Sensei... Um, uh, Crease and they brought that actor back, William Zabka, and he is actually the protagonist of this show. Oh no way! Right, so it's Ooh, they cool. have both grown up; they're in their adult lives, and it's like, well, what happens all these years later? Oh, that's awesome! Yes, and so I, see. I knew he was in. I did not know that Ralph Macchio was in. Is he a main character, or is it? Yes, it's mainly the other guy. So uh, Johnny Lawrence is the main character, but Ralph Macchio is in there an increasing amount. Because you spend the first few episodes largely with Johnny Lawrence trying to get away from the legacy of of, um, uh, Daniel LaRusso, who now owns a car um, sales business. And he uses his karate as part of his sales mechanism. So he's up on the billboards and he's got TV advertisements and Johnny just can't get away from this jerk. Interesting. And he is, you know, he's, so he's a good guy. Like it's, it's just that the, that the, the dojo was not great or whatever. Well, Cobra Kai, the show is Johnny Lawrence's redemption story going from loser trying to live on the fame of when he was a teenager and his life is just an absolute wreck to pulling himself up out of that 
becoming oh, cool. uh, someone who uh, um, who cares about the impact of his actions. Mm. Uh, he restarts Cobra Kai. Um, the actual, I mean, who the dojo cool. is back, but it's very much him figuring it out on other kids who are now coming to his dojo to learn. And he's got a mentor relationship there. And wow, there's a lot going on in the show. Is it like the best show writing ever? No, but it is really true to the original Karate Kid. And it is nice. arguably better in that... The original movies are very much that 80s hero story hype thing going on that makes them so much fun to watch. But this show is what happens when you're washed up in middle age. You really suck in life and it doesn't like hide from that. It's it's language, it's situations. It's like, yeah. Is it well filmed and stuff? Yeah, I mean, you can tell that it's they don't have a huge budget, but they do a good job with what they have, with their sets. Good. And so um, if you loved the original Karate Kid movies, give it at least the first season to decide. Sure. Um, if you were always indifferent, didn't really care about Karate Kid, it was a fun movie from you know the 80s, but who cares? Probably not going to be your cup of tea. Sure. Um, so huh. there are two seasons out. Um, season three is, is listed as spring 2020. So we don't know exactly when it's launching yet. Um, but in uh, at the end of season two, we find out we're going to Okinawa, which Karate Kid 2 oh, was in yeah. Okinawa because they go, uh, if, if you don't right. remember your Karate Kid movies in the second movie, they go to Okinawa um, because Mr. Miyagi's father is dying. Right. And uh, wind mm, up meeting his cool. nemesis and all of that. So, in theory, all I, that's yeah, I don't be... remember the second one very well. I remember the first. I really liked the first one, but yeah, yeah. And, and then the... the third one had Hillary Swank, so maybe she'll. No, show no, no, up no, 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 no. You're wrong. Is that not the third one? No, that's the fourth Karate Kid. Movie. Oh, that's the fourth one. I thought that was the third. Ooh. So, first one is the original classic. Everyone right. remembers the second one. We go to Okinawa. The third one, uh, and the second one, I should say, picks up right after the end of the first one. Like. Okay. They're walking out of oh, him winning. Because right. his yes. girlfriend Leads is replaced him. or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, and then the same happens in the second movie where the girl oh, who yeah. likes there turns out she's got life plans. Admittedly good ones for her age. But anyway, <laughs> um, the third one picks up right after that when they're just back in country again. And they set up shop. Um, um, uh, LaRusso uses money he earns um, in the second movie to set up a shop for Mr. Miyagi to have his bonsai shop. And then uh, John Kreese returns after being gone in the whole second movie. And uh, you get to find out a little bit, you know, what has happened to him in the meantime. And then Terry Silver, who um, is a student of his, winds up being the -the over-the-top, insanely stupid 80s villain of the third film. Huh. So... Which you need to rewatch these. You really do. So in Cobra Kai, the actor who plays uh, uh, Kreese comes back at the end of season one and you see him in season two and you're like, so what's his intent? What are his intentions here? And um, as a little bit of of trivia for the the nerds here, there is actually a QuickBooks commercial right now (laughs) with the John Kreese character running a dojo of, of kids where he's all sweet and nice and it's playing on his karate kid character against that type in a hilarious wow. way so that is on youtube if you want to watch it 
Um, you can see that it's QuickBooks Happy Business Karate Kid. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Oh, that's fun. So anyway, huh. um, what's the book? I, I knew there? that the show existed, but I, I didn't know anybody who had seen it and I hadn't heard much about it itself. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a hardcore Karate Kid fan, watch it. If you're fun. not so much, probably not worth your time. But I do like the continuity of the original actors, and I yeah. think the writers have the ethos of the show matching and then building upon the original movies pretty well. Nice. Huh. So, well, that sounds good. I'm, I'm very curious now. Yeah. You even get to see um, Daniel LaRusso, just because he was the hero of the first movies doesn't mean right. he can't be a bit of a jerk as a grown-up. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So um, my other bit of nostalgia was um, yeah. when I was looking up um, to see if uh, when season three of Cobra Kai was going to be coming, I saw a news story announcing that uh, Disney Plus later this year is going to be launching a sequel series to The Mighty Ducks. Ooh. I'm... Ooh, really? Yes. Oh. So... Because... Because they don't have okay, this has been a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. They don't have the Mighty Ducks on their platform at the moment, and it, largely, I, th- I think probably with deals, it's elsewhere. It's on like right Prime, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like that was one of the first things I looked for when when Disney Plus came out because I grew up on those movies. I loved those movies. So you're telling me we're gonna get more Mighty Ducks, and not only are you gonna get more Mighty Ducks, but Emilio Estevez is returning as coach. I am freaking out right now. And Lauren Graham from Gilmore oh, Girls is also starring as the mother of one of the hockey kids or and something. And love interest, obviously, of Emilio Estevez. Okay. I mean. Interesting. Sure, why not? I hope Charlie comes back. Oh, my oh, gosh. Josh Jackson coming die. back would be such yeah. a moment. So and wasn't, uh, who's the other one? Um, wasn't Keenan Thompson? Wasn't he one of them in, like, Mighty Ducks 3, like, Oh, this is going to be, mm. yeah, Joshua Jackson would be back. There's a few other, like, oh, those guys, they're, they, they sort of become a little bit famous. Not many of them. Just but, a wee bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, like, oh, if Karate Kid was the 80s, here are your 90s movies. And Oof. I've talked a bit about my frustration. Wait, is, I'm sorry. It's a series, too, right? Like yeah, it's you a just series. Said it's, it's sorry, I'm series. still processing this amazingness. Oh, my gosh. Right. Okay. All right, sorry, go ahead. So I've talked a bit about my frustration with um, so many remakes and reboots and Mm -hmm. all this going on. Um, And it just feels like there's nothing fresh or interesting out there. But if we have to have more of what's already come before, this is my preferred way of doing it. And by that, I mean as many of the original actors as actually makes sense to have and doing a sequel so it's a continuation, not a right. remake. Again, there I'd like to see more fresh content out there. But if we're going to have more nostalgia kicking, this is the way that I'd like to do right. it. Because, I mean, it used to be once a movie franchise was done, good luck ever expecting you to get the same actors back right. again. Or any even direct. But DVD now that's sort of the... The bank, yeah. Right, it is just the new bank. So, uh, so anyway. Well, and that reminds me, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is coming back. And Rick Moranis is is coming out of like a 27-year retirement. Huh. Uh, and I think Josh Gad is playing his son. Hmm. So it's it's not a reboot, it's a continuation. And he'll be back in, at least in a small role. I don't know. I, I'm very intrigued by that one. Well, it'll be interesting. So, yeah. so anyway, that was the surprise. I did not know I was going to be potting about this today Oof, topic. I am so excited yeah wow. i'm just waiting honestly tyler i'm a little disappointed in you because i was expecting for you to burst out with quack 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 quack, quack. oh 
<laughs> I, I'm telling you, like those were my movies. I watched the heck out of them. I am not a sports movie person in general. Like there's there's some there's some that I like. Like I, I like a boxing movie for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, but man. Mighty Ducks just that was my that was my jam when I was. Are you going to now wow. sing "We Are the Champions"? I might. I might need to. Okay. Oof. Uh, there's mm. there's room here for you if you need to have your fan <laughs> moment. I might. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll 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 think about it and take you up on it. Well, now that I have utterly warmed your heart, uh, if you can come back to earth just a little bit, tell us what else you have for us. Well, this is one. I this is actually kind of a question for you because I I'm pretty sure you watched this, but I hadn't when you talked about it. So I I kind of wanted to have a little mini conversation about it. I should have prepped you for it. Mm. Um, you watched Watchmen. I did. Did you finish it? I did. Because I remember when we talked, I think you just talked about the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. What did you think overall about The Watchmen? So, so I watched it. I, I finished the first season okay. of The Watchmen on HBO. So it is far better than I ever expected it to be. Yeah. In fact, I didn't expect to make it past the first couple of episodes. No, because I hated the movie mm-hmm. deeply. Um, it is not easy watching. No, it is and not. And I can be a little more on the sensitive side for what I take in. So I had to, I, I could not have binged the show, you know, back to back episodes. I, the yeah. wait between episodes was what I needed to be okay watching. Yeah. It. Um, but I mean, Regina King, we love Regina her. Regina King is yeah. outstanding. Regina Smart yeah. is good in the, yeah, so... Um, and even Lewis Gossett Jr., who I had not mm-hmm. seen anything in a long time. No, I, that was a surprise, yeah. Which, part of my, my 80s binge and 90s binge, I tried to go back and watch the Iron Eagle movies that he was in as Chappie, and they're not on streaming. Like, anyway, oh, really? That was oh, disappointing, weird. but I'll have to see if I can get that on the rest. Anyway, so yeah. I did. Yes. <laughs> not to completely the DVDs us. that you're renting from the library. Right. It yeah. is not a perfect season and i have to say that jeremy irons pretty much everything that was him on there i was yeah indifferent at best at well that's best. largely also the character of ozymandias is just there were times boring. i outright went why am i watching this yeah. whenever i'd get to yep. him but at least he was at the end of most of the episodes yeah so yeah. i liked watchmen season one yeah. i will watch more i have plenty of nitpicks but it's worthy watching. What was your yeah. experience? Uh, very similar. I did binge it. Um, I was I was sick your a cold, few weeks ago. Cold heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm just dead inside. Uh, no, you're not. But I, <laughs> but I, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I thought it was incredibly well made. Again, it was a very low bar set after Zack Snyder's Watchmen, which is a, a garbage movie that looks very good. Hate mail um, can be directed to at Tyler Howitt on Twitter. Oh, that's fine. I, I, and I'll, I'll even double down on that and say Zack Snyder's made, uh, not made a good movie ever, but, uh, except for 300, 300 is okay. Um, but, uh, if you uh, want to watch a bunch makes, of washboards, yeah, he makes, he makes visually arresting movies that lack any substance and, uh, soccer punch is the worst movie that anyone has ever made in the world ever. Mm, but anyway, so we'll let's, we can save that for another episode where we debate that. I w- I want to do I want to do a hate a hate watch episode of of Sucker Punch more than just, I just a little want bit. You to watch I want oh. before you start. <laughs> I want to do Velocipaster also. Maybe we uh, can Hey, next week maybe we can talk Chris into it. I bet you I'm sure we can talk Chris into that. I think you would love <laughs> to talk about it. And I'm just genuinely morbidly curious. Anyway, Watchmen, uh, I think it's it's a really good it's a really good show overall. Like there's the concepts that they're dealing with are, um, 
are very they're reminiscent of um i say reminiscent they're not the same things but they're reminiscent of a rival in some like would you make these decisions if you knew the future Mm. uh would you like and as well as dystopic you know even blade runner-ish sort of um sort of things of of uh you know maybe not blade runners is it dystopic because here's the thing no it's more like alternate future is really more of what it is Okay, I can accept that better because this yeah. is a reality that already exists in some right. fashion. Right. Maybe not to those exact same details, but that's why I can't call it a dystopic. Be- I mean, no. unless you want to say that, unless you want to make the argument we're living in one now. We, well, yeah, I think we are, but, but that's a, there's a, there's a theological re- discussion we could be having with that <laughs> one is in, in, into it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would go more with alternate future uh, and, it's it's super intriguing. Re- Regina King is you know the, basically the cops are, are all masked. You know, they they can't really be um, out as cops, and we see why for some reasons uh, as well. And and there's there's it's a, there's their a race war going on. Yeah. It's for their own protection. Um, the backstory is so well developed. Um, so anyway, I, I I really am intrigued by the by the premise. I love the world that they built, um, and I'm I am uh, continuing my irritation with Damon Lindelof, Damon Lindelof because he has said there will not be a season two from him, um, mm. because he has told the story he wants to tell. And so for me, which is which is legitimate, but this is this then brings us into the J.J. Abrams crew mm-hmm. and starting things that they don't know how to finish um yeah. a la star wars where like you knew you guys were writing a trilogy and yet you decided not to plan the trilogy you decided to just kind of go off the cuff and, and see what happens it seems a very similar thing like you got a show going it's a great show it got great reviews mm-hmm. uh and 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 fine do anthology anthology is a whole good thing that's going on now because it's a great world to play in and you didn't, and he's just like, okay, nope, I'm done. Mm-hmm. What? You know, so anyway, it, it, they didn't market it as a limited series. Any, any of the, all of that stuff is one of those things that, like, just the JJ crew seems to somehow, sometimes, because they can, they they open up those mystery boxes and then don't really care where they go. So, um, that, yeah, that I'm kind of over bit. the mystery boxes these days. Yeah, well, and, and, and we're there with. Uh, I, I I had another question I was going to ask you as well. Like we're we're there to a point with Picard. Even mm-hmm. I love I love the season of Picard. By the way, I'm not complaining. But there's a there's a certain element of okay, okay, yep. We're on 402 different mystery boxes. Every yeah. single person is and a new one. I don't know. Uh, I'm know. so familiar with this style of of storytelling. That while I'm definitely enjoying the show, I can't help but see the gears everywhere. And agreed. It's a little distracting sometimes. Oh, agreed, agreed. Um, but where where are you? I'm just I, I hadn't planned to ask this one, but I realized we haven't talked about it because uh, since the first episode, Chris and I did some stuff on the uh, on the last check in. Where are you on Picard? Are you enjoying it? You're enjoying it overall. Is there yep. any any big impressions you can give? Um. So well, I think uh, where, where we have just done is it episode five that has just come out, I believe. Correct. Yes. Which we have one. our introduction of seven of nine to this show. Oh my gosh. And, was, I, which I knew was happening. You but know, I'm so excited. Here's the thing though. I've been enjoying Picard's adventure and this net that's going on. But when seven of nine walked in and what she's doing, I'm like, I kind of want to take a left turn here and just watch I want her that show. show. Oh, I want her show all day long. Seven of Nine, the Vigilante Space Cop. Yeah. Like, um, 
please. The the oh, I forget the name. The Festry something Rangers, Festian Rangers, something like that. And um, we have Any the whole day. death of each show, but I'm sitting there going, if this had been her show, we would have yep. had more than a few minutes designed to stab fans of Voyager in the heart who cared about each ebb, and we could have actually let this have room to breathe yep. and it wouldn't have been emotional manipulation. Or even we're, and... we're following this... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I completely... We're, we're following this stupid subplot with Narek and Soji, um, and we could have been following Seven and Icheb at, yeah. like on the run, like and, and then we have two plot lines converge, you know, mm-hmm. like... Cause this, I, I swear, the be- the thing that made C- uh, episode five my favorite episode so far mm-hmm. was not only because it was seven and it was fantastic and there was a lot of there's bad acting like good bad acting and yeah. you know things like that, but it was oh Narek never showed up in this episode and mm-hmm. it was yeah he's fantastic. just so eye rolling. I also Ugh. like it because seven just like calls Picard on you know. The things that are his distinctives, so great. but her perspective on them, it's like, yeah, she's, she's making it they real. don't have a history, you know, yeah. they don't have a, he, the, she didn't get offended when he slighted the Federation, you know, she, she yeah. basically is, hey, I'm here on the front lines because the Federation pulled out, which by the way, you're also pissed about, yeah. you know? Yeah, she, she calls uh, them on the diploma. Seven keeping it real. I would listen to her all day long. All day long. I'm hoping, yeah. like, let's, as much as I love Michelle Yeoh, we don't need a Section 31 show. No, we don't. But, you know, we do need, we need a 7F9, like, space cop And I show. say this is someone who loves Michelle Yeoh as an actress. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I don't care about Section 31. Her, I never have. Her character is cool, too. Like, I, I like her whole character, that, that whole vibe, but... Where they left Discovery, we don't need a Section 31 show. Right. And, I mean, with Seven's arc where she's um, upset about the Federation pulling out and, I mean, clearly she's left Starfleet right. um, to to do the work um, addressing the carnage left behind, the, the, the problems, the lawlessness, the loss. And, like, Picard left Starfleet is his protest, but he's been hanging out in a vineyard. You know, yeah, he's thinking, been the, the hermit of Labar for the last fourteen right. years. Yeah, she like she's she put up, she strapped on her her holsters and went after what needed doing. Oh yeah, so yeah, and and that's that's been the most intriguing thing on the Picard front for me is the question of okay, who else did he abandon? Mm-hmm. You know, because he abandoned Rafi, he abandoned the Federation and the Romulans, he abandoned yeah. uh, Elnor. Um, did he also abandon, and we will find out because I know we meet them, you know, did he abandon Riker and Troy? I mean, did they, did they keep in touch or did he, I don't think they're in a situation to be abandoned though, because right. like Elner was a child. They were off on the Titan. Yeah. Like, right. They had, they were already building their own lives together. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. But I'm yeah, curious. I've had some more shruggy moments with the show, uh, up until we hit seven, um, because the whole Soji Dodge thing being dragged out i'm like i'm just not gonna keep holding on to that whenever they show back up fine but i don't care as much about that right right now so yeah so yes Uh, yeah okay cool i had not planned on asking you that about that but i i realized we hadn't done that so Mm -hmm. um my next show uh and this one is just it, it was a surprise to me uh this is it's a show that um that is a I wouldn't call it a spinoff, but it's for, it's from the same creative team as Last Chance You, which is a, a, a docu series on Netflix, which follows uh, like a down and out, um, not a down and out, like a a, a community college football team, mm-hmm. and 
and community college football and and, and players that are that have uh, that are at their last chance. They've been kicked out of bigger schools and they because have to of go like down to academic probation or because those the sports players uh, they suck or um a combination like they might not be good enough or they are really good but they have bad academics or they have like they got into criminal trouble or something mm. like that and they're they're basically needing to redeem themselves so we have our misfits crew yeah and it's it's really good um the, the the coach is super hardcore and you know is is you know the tough love it's not so much that that uh, of, of the love and it's it's way more just tough like he's just kind of mean to them uh, quite often mm-hmm. um, under the guise of tough love mm. um so but it's, it's a good show it's the, you know the characters they follow the the people they follow are really intriguing and engaging and, and sympathetic Sounds very and, touching how dare you uh the show that i am that I that I want to talk about now though is the uh, from the same creative team. It's called Cheer, and it's not something that I thought I would watch. I didn't I didn't wasn't super intrigued by it. I didn't think a cheerleading show would be uh, something that I would be intrigued with. But it's oh I know, it's a competitive it's a competitive t- cheerleading show, and it is fantastic. It's actually really good, and it is heartwarming. Where the other one is kind of like a train wreck at times. This one mm-hmm. is. It's great. It's really, really well made. And it's on Netflix. Greg Whiteley is the is the creator and director, and it is, uh, it's really a well made show. Uh, oh, so. okay, okay, sure. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, I uh, believe you believe that. <laughs> no, it's it's really good. Oh, <laughs> fine, it's great. Uh, what about you? What's the what's the next thing that you have uh, that you've been consuming? I have a reading recommendation, which it's not exactly like it's the first time it's come up on the pod before but um uh it's expanse related one of my favorite topics we love Um, the expanse so uh there are novellas and short stories that take place between the major novels throughout the book series and um the churn uh, is the one that I just finished recently, and it's noteworthy because if Amos is one of your favorite characters, yeah, it's his backstory, his life it's in Baltimore, so good. how he wound up the man. Because Amos is not his birth name, yeah. And if you are up to the most recent book in the series, Tiamat's Wrath, there are elements of that that if you know the churn you know what those elements mean. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to oh, yeah. say more than that because I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but there are connections to this. So it's 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 a pretty fast read. It's available in ebook form and in audiobook form, though I should note for those who've been doing the book series on audio, it is not Jefferson Mays, who is the primary narrator of the series. It's um, uh, Eric, I think it's Davies, who I did not like, but so I got around it by having Peter read the book to me. So there you go. That's what husbands are for. Oh, absolutely. I did a very nice job. Um, <laughs> I, I read the, I read the book on ebook and I really enjoyed it. I read all of those. I don't think I listened to any of them. I listened to the first few okay. uh, main books, but, but um, the novellas and short stories, I don't think I ever listened to them, which, um, um, but they're all good. They're all worth it. Drive oh, yeah. is a fun one. That's how they figured out the, their, their Epstein, Epstein bar, drive, not Epstein bar, which is Epstein actually drive. dramatized in the show. Uh, I believe it's yeah, in season yeah. two. Butcher uh-huh. of Anderson station is it's how Fred Johnson the... became, uh, or his backstory before he, he started uh, his leadership at the OPA. 
Um, so for those of you who do not already know this, um, the next book, book nine in the series, this is the final book in the series, theoretically Oof. due out late this year, but we don't have any real updates on that yet. But there is going to be a book 10. Book 10 is not new content. Book 10 is collecting the various stories that have been published that are not yet in physical form into oh, a nothing book at all. form. Or nothing new at all, I, I mean. I mean, it's possible that a new short story or novella could wind up in there, but it's not sure. going to be a new not Like, there's no new novels. It, it's going to right. collect what's come out and maybe a new story or two. We don't know on that. But it's that will be uh, book 10 will not be um, uh, continuing the storyline of books one through nine. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited for this new book. Tia Metrath was fan. Fantastic. In fact, I need to reread these books in time for the 10th one. I didn't do a reread before the last couple, but I, I need to. Can I just You've say reread quite a few times, Bobby and Amos. Oh, I know. And for those of you who don't know what that oh. means, it's like oh. the scene that you've been waiting for the entire series happens. But you didn't know you were waiting for it, and then it just... Oh. And you're just sitting there going, oh. it's... Anyway, I'm not going to spoil Oof. it, though. And, those of and you it's not what you think. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, this uh, I will spoil an episode. I'm not talking romantic. This is something no. that's way better than that. Oh, it's so good. So. Uh, my my next one, uh, so The Churn. Yeah, fantastic one. I, I mm-hmm. love that one. My next, um, I've got two. I, I'm going to go with this one. I, I've got two things I'm going to recommend, but uh, one of them is a set of novellas. So that'll kind of go nicely with what you're talking about here. So uh-huh. there is a, a series of novellas. By and the author, and I, I, I am sure I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but I hope that I'm going to get it right. By P. Jelly Clark, D. J. E. L. I. Jelly, I think it is. Yeah. Um. And the first Black gods. is called the. Or sorry, go ahead. Uh, the first is uh one of the, and actually I don't know the order of them. Uh, they're they're standalone, but in the same world, and they're slightly related. Uh, the haunting of Tram. Uh, fifteen, I think is what it's called. The haunting oh, of Tram fifteen. Not the one and I the other one is a dead gin in Cairo. Yeah. Very good. And they're free. You can find, you can get them online for free uh, on tour.com and you can get them from your, I, I download them from our, uh, our library from overdrive. Um, and they are incredibly engaging. They're set in 19, I believe 1920s Cairo mm. in a, in an alternate history where this wizard, like, you know, I think 40 years before um, had accidentally opened up a passageway to some fantastical realm and so there's like so like he tripped and a passage just appeared and he fell through it yeah well like i, I don't think he knew what he was doing like i don't think he realized the effects of what he was doing and so like jinn are in cairo and there's there's other magical creatures that are that are running around and this so there's reminds like me a... Of a story in the new ted chang compilation was it oh yeah Annihilation? Oh. Or there's a story that has something that sounds a lot like there's this. been a few things like that that's actually also sort of the premise of the witcher too is mm. that is that a long time ago that, you know, a portal, like there was a, there's a confluence of planets and they all opened up a portal. And so it's very, it's the very Witcher. interesting. Yeah. We haven't talked about the Witcher. We haven't. Well, you Chris, and Chris, Chris and I did a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I should ask you. Well, so I'm going to bring up the Witcher with, with the next one too. And then, so we could, we could go to that. Cause I, I would be very intrigued to see what you think. But, uh, so yeah. So those, those novellas, I believe that there's a full length novel in the works set in this, uh, set in this world, mm. but the novellas of P. Jelly Clark um, is spell it is again really, for our listeners. The author's name D. J. E. L. I. Is the it looks like his middle name and then Clark. Yeah, and P. Clark is the letter P. Yes, yes, the letter P. Yep. Um, and I'll try and put a 
put a note for show that notes, in, the, yeah. in the show notes too. So, um, but yeah, they're really good. They're, they're fast reads. They're, I wouldn't even, they're not quite short stories, but they're also not quite novellas. They're, mm. they're, they're very quick reads, really enjoyable, good. He's got a good sense of place. Um, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, you had, oh wait, I'm just all over the place right now. My next thing, and this will lead us also a little bit into the Witcher. Uh, have you, uh, have you read the, well, nope. Uh, have I you have read the book? Read, nope. uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> have you heard, heard or read of the book, uh, Kings of the Wild by Nicholas Eames, E-A-M-E-S? I've heard of Nicholas Eames and King of the Wild, um... And wild is W-Y-L-D. Right. It crossed my desk at work in the last week, but I haven't actually looked into it yet, so I don't really know anything about it. It is so intriguing. It it could either be really up your alley or really not. Like, I could actually see it going either way. Mm-hmm. Um, it is if Joe Abercrombie channeled Terry Pratchett <laughs> after playing, after binge playing The Witcher while listening to classic rock. Um, um, I don't even know how to process that. Like you yeah. already at Joe Abercrombie plus Terry Pratchett. Oh yeah. So it's, it's not grimdark like Joe Abercrombie, but it is very violent. Um, uh, I wouldn't say it was super bloody necessarily, but it's very violent. Um, uh, and it's, it's hilarious. It is maybe the best new unique voice in fantasy in a very long time. Um, unique? And uh, unique. I'm a, I'm a skeptic on that front, but okay. I know. I'm, I'm well aware. And I, I am too. And I, I say this. So here's what I mean by unique. Uh, I don't think he's offering a, a new uh, gender or racial perspective. I don't think – or anything like that. But what he's doing – and so somebody like N.K. Jemison is certainly probably the more – important new voice in in fantasy not but, new but currently yeah yeah currently on the rise and, and people are people are finally reading her and talking about her yes um but uh but what i mean is it is it is epic fantasy that is utterly fun it is so fun uh and funny and filled with uh the way you said com- utterly i was waiting for a cow joke to come out no, utterly, completely, holy, not whole milk, holy, okay, uh, fun. It is, and not not, not Swiss cheese, holy, but <laughs> entirely. Uh, no, okay. it is. It's so fun and funny. It's it's about a. Uh, so it's it's kind of like in the world of The Witcher, mm-hmm. uh, where there's just there's monsters everywhere. There's they're they're crawling out of every hole in the ground, and and uh, we have. Uh, I sit in the ground. Take your mind out of the gutter. Uh, <laughs> we've got these bands of mercenaries who roam about, uh, like hunting them down, and they're called bands in that it's like they're treated and they act like a like rock band, eighties rock bands. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so they have names and stuff. So the, the like, there's this band called Saga, or uh, They'll have like really. I, I'm I'm blanking on any of the other good names right now, but but there's the the main band that we see is called Saga, and they are a washed up band. They used to be the the biggest you know and baddest guys ever in the in the world, and they they all retired. One of them is a king. The other one is like a a terrible sorcerer in like for hire in the woods, and then and then one guy just you know retired and is running a bar, and uh, and his friend comes up and says. 
my daughter has decided to become like us and <laughs> uh, and it's terrible and he's really mad about it and uh, but he but he couldn't stop her and this horde of creatures is heading toward her city and I'm gonna go rescue her rescue her she doesn't want rescuing she she I, I don't want to spoil it either but she doesn't entirely need rescuing but he thinks she does and mm. it is delightful and hilarious and the second book f- follows her and her band um okay. so it's it's really so i guess that would be spoiler she doesn't die but yeah like it's 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 so funny and just filled with like idiots who are slashing at monsters because they're all over the place but just awesome action they've got swords that have names and and like crazy necromancy and horrible like he 100 percent played the witcher from some of the things that are referenced in here 100 mm-hmm. percent played the witcher game um which i've been playing recently but anyway i could gush on and on and on about it it is okay a blast i read half of the second book on the plane today because i just couldn't put it down like it's mm. so good all righty anyway well, i'll have to see yeah, if it's, it's on delightful. audio and we'll see if i i don't know if it is or not but it's it's great. Hmm. So. Alrighty. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, what's, uh, what's last for you? Or are we out? We, we have reached Ooh. the end of this day's adventure and we're ready to sweep our listeners off into, I don't know, the expanse. <laughs> yes. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Maybe boldly going where people have gone before something like that that just sounds naughty so let's not do that oh okay all right well all right take us out uh you can find us on our social media at geek card check we're on facebook instagram ish and twitter and until next time wax on wax off (laughs) 